Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. directive given to us by our Creator is not to care for the poor or help the weak, even though both are good things to do. His priority for your life is that you would love Him. Love the Lord your God with all that you are and with all that you have. But what if you don't? Well, 1 John 4.19 says we love Him because He first loved us. You might think to yourself that the prime goal of Christians is to help the sick and poor. Well, as Pastor Robert will share with you in today's message, the main priority of a Christian's life should be loving the Lord. Now, helping the sick and poor is important, but it must come from a love for God that can then be poured out on those in need. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You know, it definitely isn't a description of religion. Can you see that? You understand what I'm saying? Not a description of religion. No, no, no. This is a description of somebody who loves and trusts the Lord, who loves and trusts God. Too many people today just think in terms of keeping the rules and, you know, fulfilling the list of religious requirements and going through the motions and, you know, doing the things that, that, you know, keeping the rules that they mostly have made up for themselves when you get right down to it. But Jesus taught us this kind of of approach. That kind of approach doesn't please God. In Matthew twenty two thirty seven, Jesus was being questioned by one of the Orthodox Jewish leaders. He, he asked Jesus to tell him what was the most important of all the commandments. It was what I just read you a minute ago. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. But you see, those who try to redefine our faith, the ones who are trying to redefine Christianity in our day and age, they always focus on the second part of what Jesus said, where he said that we should love our neighbors ourselves. And we should. He said so, right? But he said that was the secondary part. It's dependent upon, it's tied to, it's, it's grounded in the first part. You see what I mean? Yes, love your neighbors yourself. But the implication really is that you, you, that, that can only be done. If you first love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, everything you are and everything you have, loving God, not just believing He's there, not just trying to avoid His judgment, His wrath, you know, not, not just trying to go to heaven, loving God, loving God. Now listen, if that seems foreign to you, please recognize the warning 
in that fact. Prime directive given to us by our Creator is not to care for the poor or help the weak, even though both are good things to do. His priority for your life is that you would love Him. Love the Lord your God with all that you are and with all that you have. But what if you don't? Well, 1 John 4.19 says we love Him because He first loved us. I think there is in that statement an answer to the question, what if you don't? It's necessary to, to know about His love. It's necessary to understand His love in order to respond to it. Do you ever take the time to really think about it? I mean, to really ponder and consider God's love for you, what He's done for you. In Psalm 63, verse 6, David wrote, I meditate on you in the night watches. That's a great example to follow. David actually took the time over and over and over again, apparently, to just sit and chew on it, lay there in his bed and, and chew on God. Chew on the who is he and why does... You know, at one point, David asked the question, he's like, who am I that you even pay attention to the fact that I exist? You know, it's who am I? that I occupy your thoughts? Who am I that you, that you make note of me? Who is man that you're mindful of him? We're nothing in the overall scope of things. You know, that's one thing we can agree with the, you know, the evolutionists on, right? In the overall scheme of things, we're just this, you know, tiny little critter on this tiny little planet in the middle of nowhere. And that's, that's in one sense, that's the attitude that we should have. But the flip side of that is God says you're important. To him. That's pretty cool. You know? Can you see the difference there, though? It's the difference between being self-important and actually being important. It's the difference between thinking highly of yourself and being highly valued by others. God says you're important. But he needs to be important to us in response to that. Romans one twenty one, Romans chapter 1, verse 21 says, Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Is that you? Not, not really thankful to God? Not really loving God? Then reverse the process that he outlined right there in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Reverse the process. He says, although they knew God, they didn't honor Him as God. So start honoring Him as God. Start honoring God as God. In other words, acknowledge that you, you don't deserve anything. You're not entitled to anything. You don't have a right to anything. It's all His mercy and His generosity. He's God. Who am I? Honor Him as God. He's sovereign. Whatever he does is right. You may not like it, but that just means that either you're missing the point or you're evil, right? Because he's perfect and just, and maybe we don't understand something, and maybe there's some things that we don't see yet or we don't yet understand, but he is God. Honor him as God. Glorify him as God and begin giving thanks rather than 
coming to him with a demanding attitude of entitlement, like somehow he owes you because he breathed life into you. He didn't owe you that first breath, and he doesn't owe you the next one. You, you see what I mean? But when we, when we recognize that, and when we come to him, and we begin honoring God as God, and just giving him thanks for every, thank you for letting me live, thank you for giving me life, thank you for this incredible, beautiful place where we live, you know? The humidity this last week, I, you know, I've been struggling with giving him thanks for the humidity the last couple of days. But when we ponder these things and begin giving him thanks, instead of our thoughts being futile, purposeless and powerless and silly and everything changes, instead of your heart being dark, all of a sudden he pours light into it. There's understanding. We'll give you some things to think about. We talked about this before. God created mangoes deliberately. It wasn't an accident. You understand what I'm saying? Passion fruit. How many people like passion fruit? Some people, I don't understand people don't like passion fruit. That's, I love passion fruit. Mangoes, and really, really good watermelon and papaya, really, really good peaches. Like I've told you before, I bet none of you ever had a really, really good peach. In heaven, oh, I can't wait to taste the peaches. It'll be perfect. But the really amazing thing is that he, he did that on the one hand, and then on the other, he gave us taste buds. He gave us the ability to appreciate these things. And not to get all philosophical on you, but the ability to notice and appreciate beauty it's a gift. It's a deliberate gift from your Creator. Some things are simply breathtaking. Listen, by the way, speaking of breathtaking beauty, my wife and daughter are going with me to the Peruvian jungle. Pray for our team. There's there seven of us leaving. But the night sky, and I've, I've been to some remote places Two different places in the Panamanian jungle, in the mountains of you know Guatemala, the mountains of Costa Rica. I have never seen anything like the night sky in Galilea. It's it's just unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And he did that deliberately. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy, but Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.